Are you ready for the King to come? What a blessing and a real great reminder that is. And we just want to thank you for tuning in. I want you to grab your Bibles and open up to Psalms 145 as we look together. Today our theme has been praising the Lord together. And what an exciting theme that is. In times where, uh, you know, things seem to be upside down, we can still praise Him. And so we're thankful for that. And we know that we're not at the end of this, but we're just at the beginning. And so I want to just as a church and as a believer, I want to continue to, to determine in my mind, I want to continue to praise Him. And so, you know, praise is important and, uh, and it's important for all, all of us. From men, women, all of us, we need it. It's, it's healthy for us to give it. It's, we also feel that it's important to receive it. And yet, think about this with me for a moment. Uh, if you have a dog, you praise your dog when he does something good. If you have a child and they do a great accomplishment, then we get lavish praise upon, uh, upon them. If someone sings well or, or maybe there's a great performance, we applaud them. And so we think about it, we, we give and receive praise everywhere we go. And as we think about praise, you know, honestly, we enjoy the accolades, but more than that, more than the praise for a dog or the praise for a child or, or just uh, encouraging our own life or stroking our own ego, we, we're made for something greater than those things, and that is to praise our Creator. We were made, we were created to praise. You see, God made you with a desire for you to bring praise and glory to His name. And so there is no fulfillment in life until we truly praise Him. Every day in Washington, D.C., the first rays of the sun fall upon the eastern side of the city's tallest monument. 555 feet in the air are two words that, those, that those, uh, the rising sun sets upon. And that's the words, Laos Deo. That means praise be to God. When our, uh, previously, when we erected that monument, right at the very top, we wanted the Lord to see the very first thing that uh, as a nation, we wanted to give God praise for all that He has done. And what an incredible reminder right now that though the world seems upside down, maybe you're a stock market guru and you're watching those things uh, go from the highest that we've ever seen to some of the most drastic slides that we've ever experienced uh, in, in decades. Let me just remind you that God is still on the throne and we can still praise Him in the midst of all that's going on. And so this compact prayer of praise is visible to the eyes of God alone. And so let us praise Him. Let's praise Him with our life. And I want to just take some time this morning. I want to read through the entire chapter of Psalms 145. But we're going to look at the first two verses for our message. But it's important, I believe, for us to be reminded of David and his praise to God and how that God provided for him and all that God did in his life. And so I want to just, if you will, just read with me in your Bibles, Psalms 145. This is the only text that is not going to be available in the notes. Uh, so you'll have to get your Bible out or open your Bible app and make sure that you have the opportunity to read along with us. Psalms 145 says, I will extol thee, my God. O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. 
I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. That's you and me, friend. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raiseth up all those that bowed that he bowed down. The eyes of all that wait upon thee, and, and thou gavest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand and satisfies the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him. To all that call upon him in truth, he will fulfill the desire of them that fear Him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love Him, but all the wicked will He destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless His holy name forever and ever. Let's stop and just have prayer at this time, shall we? Father, we want to thank You. Lord, we thank You for this blessing and this opportunity to be in the Word, to be reminded of David's psalm here in Psalms 145. Lord, to be reminded that even in times such as these, nay, especially in times like these, we are to praise Him. Help us, I pray, in the name of Christ. Help Your name to be lifted up. Lord, we thank You and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. As we look here, I just want to point out three things from the first two verses here in Psalms 145. And really, Psalms 145, uh, the first two verses of this really make up the groundwork for all that will come later in this chapter. And so, and they help us to understand really what, what praise really is. And so when we consider Psalms 145 verses 1 and 2, uh, there's so much that God packs into two little places that I just want to share with you this morning. First off, He says, I will extol thee, my God, O King. The first thing we see is God calls us to, uh, that, uh, that our praise is lifting Him high. God calls us to lift Him up. The word extol and bless are significant words in this verse. Two words that help our understand our role in this, uh, this need of praise. First off, the word extol means to lift high. The, the psalmist is saying, I will lift you up, my God, my King. So what does it mean to lift high something? Uh, obviously, we have shelving and we put things high on a shelf, but is that what God is talking about here? When we give an award to someone, we are extolling them. We're, we're lifting high their accomplishments. If we hear a musician playing skillfully on the piano and we applaud them, we are lifting high their ability. We're, we're applauding that performance. They're ex we're extolling that. As a believer, we get to lift high the Lord by singing to Him and singing about Him. Now, oftentimes in churches today, people don't sing. 
Uh, maybe at home you felt awkward singing with the music. And let me just encourage you, the next time we sing together, even through live stream, if your neighbors are through a, a, a wall and they can hear you, man, lift up your voice and let them hear you sing. And if the dogs sing along with you, then praise the Lord. They're singing along with you. You know, it's important that we continue to lift high the name of the Lord, even in times like this. It's good for the mind, it's good for the spirit, it's good for the soul. And so lift high, sing with your voice to the Lord. That's part of what it means to extol. You know, music is important in our lives. And music, uh, especially in this century, in the last century, has become one of the most influential uh, things in a life. And first, uh, there. let me just give you an example. Not... It's important as we sing to the Lord what we sing, but also why we sing it. Let me just let me just share something with you. If I was to sing the latest rock song, the latest rap song, the latest R&B song, I, you know, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot of about these different songs, but I, I do know this. Uh, I looked up the most uh, popular songs today. Uh, and this was one of the one of them that came up on the list that I came up. And I'm not even sure that I'm saying this group's name right. Moss Def. They created a song entitled Mathematics. And here is here is what the lyrics say: Crack mothers, crack babies, and AIDS patients, young bloods can't spell, but they can rock you in PlayStation. Now I don't know much, but I know that does not extol the name of the Lord. And I know that this does not glorify God's name. It doesn't lift Him up. It just glorifies the sin. And so we realize that what we sing is important. Now compare this to the words by Julia Johnston, in grace greater than our sin. Think of these words, marvelous, infinite, matchless grace, freely bestowed on all that believe. You that are longing to see His face, will you this moment His grace receive? Those lyrics, what that song says, lifts up the name of our Lord. What are you singing? What is your mouth talking about? What are you, uh, are you singing about to your children and with your children to those around you? What do they hear playing on your radio? Are you extolling the name of the Lord with what you sing? But also we see a why. In this first verse he says, I will extol thee, my God, O King. Why does he lift him up? Two reasons. He says God and he says King. He recognizes God's rightful place in his life. He sings not because he wants people around him to hear how good he is. And he doesn't sing uh, and, he, and he allows his sing to continue even, uh, even if he doesn't sing well because of why he's singing. And so your singing might sound more like caterwauling, but it doesn't matter. God calls us to sing, to lift it up, to extol His name. You see, David knew that the reason he, sing, uh, he sang was because God is his king. He sings because God is the sovereign one. He sings because he submits all of his authority to the one true king of the ages. What about you? We make excuses. Well, I don't like the way my voice sounds. Well, I'll be honest, I can't stand the way my voice sounds sometimes either. But this is what I do know, and it doesn't matter what I think. I just know what God tells us. Let's extol the name of our Lord together. Sing with me. Sing it out. Sing it like, like it's the last opportunity you have to sing. And so why do you sing? Does your voice extol the praises of our Lord? That's an important question for us to ask. My prayer is that our lives, even in this moment, when we're separated and we can't come together as a congregation and be encouraged 
one, by one another, that even in this moment, especially in this moment, we can extol, we can lift high the name of Jesus Christ. And so I invite you in your life to be willing to say, God, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to praise your name. I'm going to glorify who you are by singing in my life. Praises, secondly, involves bending low. You see, there's two actions that's got to go on here in praise. The first one is to lift up. The first one is to bring, uh, bring up and elevate the Lord. But the second action is for us to bring uh, ourselves low before Him. In verse number 2, we see this instruction. In verse number 1, excuse me, it says, And I will bless thy name forever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. We see this word bless a couple of times here. The word bless literally means to bow the knee to. That When, when we bless God, bless God, we are bowing to His authority in our life. In Psalms chapter 95, we see that God gives us insight into blessing Him. It says in Psalms 95 and verse 6, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. The word kneel is the same Hebrew word that is found in our main te text uh, that we read as bless in Psalms 145 verses 1 and 2. And so this word kneel means literally, uh, or bless means to kneel before Him, to give Him preeminence in your life. It's a willingness to bow before the Lord and bend your knee to Him in honor and reference for who He is. In the Old Testament, we read about a, a prophet uh, named Daniel, and Daniel was uh, just a tremendous man of God who loved the Lord, and he had a tremendous testimony. And his testimony was so sure, his testimony was so confident in those that uh, were around him that they knew what times of day he prayed. They knew that no matter what happened, that he would always be praying. In Daniel chapter number 6, if you want to look there with me, we'll find in Daniel 6 that... Uh, before he was sent to the lion's den, he was warned that there was a new decree that was sent out by Nebuchadnezzar. And that decree was no one could pray to anyone but the king. Well, Daniel had a problem with that. He didn't pray to the king. He prayed to the Lord. And so when Daniel chapter 6 and verse number 10, it says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, this decree that said no one could, no one could bow except to uh, Nebuchadnezzar, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. You see, Daniel continued to pray. He continued to bow. He knew that the real king in his life was not the king uh, in Babylon. The real king in his life was the king in heaven. What about you? His act of worship, his act of praise to God involved his bending of knee. His act of God and his prayer uh, involves for us today a bowing of our head. It requires us to be on, doesn't require, but it, we, when we get on bended knee, we demonstrate our willingness to bless God. We honor Him. We extol Him. We lift Him up as we come low. You see, when we bless God, we're humbling ourselves. We cannot ever br uh, bring praise to God if we're uh, still full of ourself. Those two, pride and praising God, do not go hand in hand. But humility and praise to God walk side by side. The original sin in the, in the Old Testament is found in Isaiah 
And in Isaiah, we find that uh, Satan, who was known as Lucifer at the time, was driven by his pride to try to establish himself as the one who sits on the throne. And yet Lucifer, in all of his pride, uh, was cast out of heaven, as well as one-third of the angels uh, followed him. We see his pride led him in the attempt uh, to tempt the pinnacle of God's creation to sin against him. And so I want you to know that pride separates us from God. Matter of fact, if you look in James chapter 4 and verse number 6, we see that pride separates us from what really matters in life. He says, But he giveth, he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Man, we need grace today. We need God's grace. We need His grace in our life, and it won't come when we're proud and lifted up of self. It comes when we're willing to come low and bend our knee before Him. In the book of Proverbs, a very famous verse is shared with us that reminds us of the warnings about our pride. And so he says in Proverbs 16 and verse 18, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. So I urge you today, commit your way unto Him. Trust in, in Him by humbling your spirit completely before the Almighty God. Bend your knee. Bow low before your Creator. There's one last thing I want to share with you out of verse number 2. And that's that the praise it requires us to lift Him high. It requires us to come low. But we see that praise never ends. Look in verse number 2. It says, I will praise Thy name forever and ever. He says, every day will I bless Thee. I will praise Thy name forever and ever. He says, I will constantly bring my praise before You. Praises, praise involves both things, lifting up the name of Christ as well as bringing yourself low, and these are not contingent upon the circumstances we find ourselves in today. You know, it doesn't matter where we're at. It doesn't matter if your, your shelves in your home are full or empty. God calls us to praise the name of our Lord. God calls us to lift Him high and to bring us low. In a generation that's about uh, demanding what they deserve, it's important for Christians to remember that what we deserve is the depths of hell. But by God's grace and His mercy, we're offered eternity in heaven. So praise His name. Praise Him if your family is with you. Praise Him if, if you're still alive and breathing. Praise Him if you're able to, to get the food that you need. Praise Him if you're able to go to work tomorrow. Praise the name of our Lord and Savior and continue to find ways to praise him. When we praise, the direct meaning here of this word praise is to shine a light upon something. Literally to shine a light on it. Uh, here in this room, I've got some lights that are shining in the room on me and, and it helps to make sure that the picture is not, uh, that the picture quality is better and so people can see better. And I think about the truth that God calls us as His people to let our lights so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. And so God calls us to shine a light. Matthew 5.16, let your light so shine before men. And that's, that's what Christ calls us to, is let people see Christ in you. And when you're living your life, and when we're able to live our life, and we're, we're praising the name of Christ, what we're really doing is we're letting our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. We're putting the spotlight on Him. Our lives are being able to say, look what God has done in the midst of all the tragedy. Look how good God is in the midst of all of this. Let's continue to praise Him. 
Church, let me encourage you. Don't give up on praising God. Don't, don't look at all the circumstances and re- watch all the news and become discouraged and, and, and uh, just sorrowful, but instead continue to praise the Lord with your voice. Continue to praise Him because He is worthy of our praise together. Through the course of the, uh, of the next three years of Christ's ministry, after He shared these words of Matthew 5.16, we find that Jesus went through great trials. He went through many difficulties, greater than we could ever imagine or endure, and yet His light shone brightly. He brought praise to the Heavenly Father, and so that even in His death, the Roman guard who didn't believe in Him, in His death, He looked at the, the crucified Christ, and He said, Surely this was the Son of God. Does your life lift up the the name of Christ? Does your life so shine upon the Father that when you're out in the marketplace this week and people ask you, how are you so calm? And you say, you should know the God that I know. Man, there is nothing, there's nothing in this world that we should fear when you know Jesus as your Savior. This too shall pass, as the Bible says. And I'll just remind you that as we go through this journey together, that God is still on the throne, and He's still calling us to forever, every day, to continually praise the name of our Lord and Savior. And so let us do that together. Will you praise Him? Let me draw your attention back to Daniel just for a moment. And I want to point out a significant truth in his example. We looked at Daniel 6.10 a while ago, and I want you to look at Daniel 6.11 because the circumstances didn't change for Daniel. You see, instead, there was a sanction against all prayer. It didn't get easier to live in a pagan society. It became increasingly more difficult. But this is what we saw in Daniel's life. He continued to pray. As it ended in verse number 10, and so he did a four time. In verse number 11, it picks up and says, Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and kneeling, or excuse me, praying and making supplication before his God. Will God find you praying? Will your neighbors find you praying? Will your neighbors find you praising? Will your neighbors find you extolling the name of our Savior together? Because this is not a time of great sorrow. This is a great a time of great opportunity. This is a time where we as children of the Lord have the opportunity to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. And so is your life doing that? Do people look at you and say, look, they, they, know, they know the peace that passes all understanding. They know that even though they're out of supplies and though that, that things seem dire and, and the world seems to be upside down, that they're not worried. What's different about this family? I want to point out one other example. In Paul and Silas, as they were locked in a jail in, the, in Philippi, and as they were ministering and just doing what they were doing and serving Christ, and they were honoring the Lord with their life, listen, they went through great persecution, and through this persecution, they found themselves in jail. In Acts chapter 16, we pick up the narrative here of all that had happened, and we see that they were locked up, they were bound Uh, And yet, in verse number 24, it says, Who, having received such a charge, they were just beaten in verse 23. It says, They thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. This is their response. After being beaten, after being locked away, after being put in chains, their response was this. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. They praised the Lord. They said, God, thank you for letting us be here. Lord, thank you for letting us lift our praises to you where we have this audience of people who can't go anywhere 
and they get to hear what you have done. As a result, we see that God miraculously freed them. God miraculously brought the Philippian jailer to Christ and then his household believed because of his example. And we see all of these things happen because these men praised God in the midst. Will you praise God? Will you say, God, I want my life to still show shine before men that they may see my good works and glorify my Father which is in heaven. Their praise continued in the trial. Well, yours. The psalmist states that he will sing forever. He will praise the name of the Lord forever and ever. Satan cannot control your mind. Satan cannot control your spirit and he cannot control your heart. But he tries to manipulate circumstances. But it is your choice whether you're going to let Satan get the victory. It's your choice whether you're going to give in to the lies and the fear or if you're going to be the one that says, listen, I'm going to plug into the Spirit of God where, who gives me uh, the opportunity to, to experience power and love and of sound mind and to be able to share with others the love of God, the joy in this, my spirit. It gives me the opportunity to, to have uh, temperance and long-suffering and goodness and gentleness and meekness and faith and all of these things can dwell in my heart richly because of the ministry of the Holy Spirit and my, my desire to plug into Him. You see... We have an opportunity to do something great right now. And the greatest thing we can do is praise God. You see, it's easy to praise God when you get a bonus check. It's easy to praise God when things are going good. But right now, when things are going difficult for your family, will you still praise God? Years ago at a Presbyterian church in Omaha, people were singing. Uh, they were com coming into the, the sanctuary and they were given helium-filled balloons. And I've shared this illustration before, I know, but it's, I think it's poignant today to be reminded. And as they were coming in, and the Presbyterians wouldn't allow people to say hallelujah or, or praise the Lord. So I'm thankful I'm a Baptist that I can say hallelujah, praise the Lord, and amen, amen. And so we think about this. And, and they come in and they gave people these helium-filled balloons. And they said, if there's a moment in the service you want to express yourself and give praise to God for something you've heard, release your balloon. And it'll fly up into the rafters and people will see it and they'll rejoice. Uh, inwardly because they couldn't do it outwardly. Well, throughout the service, some balloons went up here and there, but at the end of the service, one-third of the congregants had not released their balloon. One-third. That means one-third of those people who had gathered that, that day had nothing to praise God for. What are you hanging on to? Is there anger or bitterness or something in your heart over this situation or another? And you're saying, God, I want to do everything but praise you. Let go and trust God through this. Let go and take this opportunity to release that balloon and let God get the glory and say, Hallelujah, Lord, for what you have done. Be willing to praise Him. You see, God has called us to praise His name. You're created to praise. We're not satisfied until our whole heart has been lifted together and chosen to praise Him. And so I urge you to praise the Lord and choose that even through this circumstance, especially through this circumstance, praise God. For in so doing, we'll have the ability to point people to Jesus. In the last few days before His crucifixion, Jesus was warning the disciples that His death was imminent. And He made this startling truth known to men. He said in John 12, 32, And if I be lifted up, He says, I will draw all men unto Me. In your life, are you drawing men? Are you lifting up Jesus? Because here's the promise. When we lift Him up, people will come to Christ. When we make Him known, when we praise His name, when we extol the praises of Christ, people will come. And so, in this moment, in this experience, 
We need, to, we need to praise. We need to extol the name of Christ. We need to bring ourselves low and praise Him. One uh, Christian commentator said this, When one has come to the point of knowing the Lord in a personal way, the desire to sing His praise and to sing it often becomes very strong. The psalmist apparently means nothing more than that he intends to praise the Lord as long as he has any being. What about you, friend? Are you going to praise the Lord with me today? Are you going to be able to shout hallelujah? Let your neighbors know that God still sits on the throne. That God is still in control. This week I heard a story of an elderly Christian gentleman who was a fine singer. And, and as he was, uh, was going through life, he had learned from his doctor that he had cancer on his tongue. And that surgery was going to be required to remove it. And as he went through this, we see in his life, he said, uh, he, he got ready for the surgery that day. And he asked the doctor, he says, is it true I'll never be able to sing again? And the doctor said, yes, that's true. He says, before you take me back to surgery, I've got one last song. One more song I want to sing before, before I'm silent forever. And he sang the words of Isaac Watts' beautiful hymn. And I'll, I'll read the words to you. I'll praise my maker while I've breath. And when my voice is lost in death, praise shall employ my nobler power. My days of praise shall never be passed while life and thought and being last, or immortality endures. What will your last song be? What will be the last thing that you say to our Lord and Savior? What will the last song that you have to sing? Because I want you to see in Psalm 69, 30, it says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify Him with thanksgiving. Will you pray? Will you praise? Will you say, God, I'm going to extol the name of my God? The reality is that there's maybe some people watching this that cannot praise the name of God. And if you cannot praise the name of God, it's because, one, you're not a believer. You've never come to Christ as your Savior. Or two, you have bitterness in your heart. And that bitterness prevents you from praising the one who is able to cure all, uh, all of our issues and the one who is able to help us through all of our infirmities. And so today, I invite you first to come to Christ if you're lost. Because the Bible tells us this, that, that there, God doesn't have a plan A or plan B, plan C or D or, or whatever. You see, there's one plan for people to come to uh, be able to enter into heaven's throne room, and that's through the blood of Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except by me. And so in John 14, we read that Jesus is the only way. And so He invites you to come. And, and God makes it plain that you can be saved today, uh, uh, not by what you have to do, not by your works, not by your righteousness, not by your own merits, not by your own ability, not by your church membership, but by your faith in Christ alone. This is what Romans 10, 9 says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That simple. It's not complicated. And so I want to point this out to you. You can be saved right now where you're at. You can, right now where you're at, if you know that Jesus Christ came to this earth and you believe that He died and rose again to save you from your sin, and if you call upon His name in repentance, asking Him for forgiveness, that He will forgive you, the Bible says that you will be saved. You can do that right where you're at. If you, if you do so, I invite you to call our church. Send us an email. I've got a gift for you I want to send you personally, uh, just, just in a note of encouragement that will help you in your Christian walk with Christ. Listen, salvation is not complicated. It only comes through Christ alone. Now, Christian, 
Let me speak to you just for a moment as we finish up. The Bible says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and malice and these evil things be put away from you in Ephesians 4. And we learn in my Psalms 145 to praise Him. Will you praise Him with me today? Will you say, you know, Pastor, even as we go through all of these things, and even, even though we're, uh, maybe supplies are low and I'm frustrated with people, help me to praise the name of, pe- of the Lord right now. I want to, in my life, praise God. If you're willing to do that, maybe you want to interact with us right now and just give a thumbs up or a heart or just say, Lord, right now, I want to praise Him in the midst of this storm. I want to praise Him for all that He's done. I want to make sure that my life, my family, uh, our attitude is an attitude of prayer. And so let me share with you some action steps for us as we close today. First off, I want to invite you to trust Christ as your Savior. That's the greatest decision you can ever made, make is to trust Christ right now. If you'll do that, uh, maybe you, you need someone to help you through this process. We have someone on the phone right now who can help you. If you just call 865-7286, they'll be happy to walk you through that. Maybe you're a little bashful, send us an email. We'll call you personally when it's convenient for you. Christian, lift up the Lord. Be a testimony to Christ. Be a testimony to your children. Let them see you and your grandchildren see you lifting up and extolling the name of the Lord through all of this. And just remind them, listen, God's never forsaken the righteous. And we've never seen the righteous begging bread, as the psalmist says. And so let us trust God right now that even through this, even though the next few uh, weeks, maybe months, may be difficult, we can still praise God through all of this. Bend low. Bend low. Get on your knees and bend low. Take time to thank God. Take take time to bend before Him. And then never stop singing. Just as Paul and Silas, just as Daniel, just may, may God find us faithful. Don't quit. Now I want to invite you, if you would have questions about any of the message today, I want to invite you, if you maybe want to know more about salvation, we offer you a free uh, book uh, called Done. It explains salvation, and we will send it to you for free. You just got to reach out to us and let us know uh, who you are and where to send it, and we will send it to you. We're not asking for money. We just want to be a blessing to you and your family. And so as we close today, I want to thank you for being a part. Thank you for letting God work in your life and, and being reminded today that we need to praise Him. Will you praise Him? Maybe you want to leave a praise testimony on, uh, on the feed today and just say, this is what God has done for me. God is so good. And just give Him the glory today. Let's bow in prayer this morning. Father, thank You for this opportunity we've had to be able to gather together in Your name. And Lord, I, I know that this is unprecedented times, but Lord, You're an unprecedented Lord and Savior. Lord, you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And so, Lord, I pray that through this time, Lord, you would encourage each of us to continue to praise the name of our Father. Lord, thank you for the song of the reminder that the King is coming. Thank you for the song that we sang, To God Be the Glory. Thank you for the reminder that we must be washed in the blood today. But thank you most of all for the Word of God. Lord, I know it has the power to do uh, exactly what you intended. And so may it abide richly and deeply in the hearts of people today. And God, may you just allow us uh, your name to be spread abroad today. We love you in Jesus' holy name. Amen.